0: Well, it's good to see everybody this morning. It's good to be back with you also. And so, as you might have guessed, we're back in our series. And as we move into a new school year, all the kids are like, yay, (laughs) right? School. Um, I understand how you feel. I was a kid at one time going back in that situation, and uh, with that comes a new set of quiet times. So the schedule we follow along, um, all those quiet times came in this week. Uh, If if you never had one of those or you didn't get one, um, I'd love for you to have one of those. They're on the back table, um, there's some ones for adults and teens, there's a commentary version, um, there's kind of an interactive one that asks you questions, uh, and then there's one for each age group down to about four years old. If you feel like your three-year-old can handle doing quiet time, then please take one of those, uh, but make sure you get one of those before you head out. Uh, and so I'd like to um, welcome you here. My name is Michael, I'm the pastor here, so if you're online uh, or in person with us, then we are glad that you are here. Uh, today we'll be back in our series, The The War. And uh, we're going to be in Galatians 3, verses 1 through 9. Verses 1 through 9. And in this series, we've been um, addressing spiritual warfare. Now, spiritual warfare is, I think, scary for a lot of us because we don't think about it very often. Uh, We only think about it, you know, when something either bad happens or uh, we're just like, something's put in our face that's very, very uh, much spiritual warfare, and so we we have to go, how do we deal with this? How do we interact with it because we never think about it? Well, this series we've done, I really believe um, God gave this to me many, many months ago as I started working on it, Um, and as we're kind of coming to the conclusion, this is the Shield of Faith today. Uh, but we'll also be looking at this idea of prayer next week, uh, and then perseverance the week after that, because it's a part of the Ephesians passage. And so you have all these elements of the armor of God, then you, you have these these notes of prayer and of perseverance, because when we look at the armor of God, when we look at preparation for spiritual warfare, uh, it's difficult for us, isn't it, right? It's difficult to get up in the morning and prepare for a day that we know is not going to be easy, right? Now, we know some days are better than others, uh, but each day God gives us the ability to walk through that uh, in the right way. And we do that first by coming to Him, uh, and these elements of prayer and perseverance are going to be important to look at too. Uh, But today, we're looking at the shield of faith. Uh, Now, I know um, Andy and Megan kind of touched on the difficulty of the last couple of weeks. Now, uh, when, when I spoke a couple weeks ago, I had no idea the things that would take place, uh, and uh, as you, maybe you've looked at the news, you've been aware of things that have been going on, there's a number of things, right? So we see the things that are going on in Afghanistan, and that makes us sad, right? And so really, no matter where you fall, um, politically or spiritually or socially, um, those things make us sad, right? And so we, we go, God, how do you, uh, how, how is this good, right? How do we deal with these things? Um, and then, uh, if you're watching those too, you probably heard about the governor announcing his resignation, uh, and so, you know, we deal with that, and I know a lot of people go, hooray, um, and, and and at the same time, I just go, it's a sad place to be, isn't it, um, that we have to be in this situation to begin with, and so we should pray, right? I know some of us go, well, you know, I'm not going to pray for him, <laughs> we should, right? And maybe we should have been praying all along, too, and so there's been that, and so we've been kind of, I'm, I'm sure you've been wrestling with that, too, uh, and then all the kind of like the threats of resurgence of virus, right? Of COVID. And you know, if we're being honest, some of us would say, ah, it doesn't bother me, right? But we know what we experienced when we weren't even able to have service. And so I'm sure those, some of those things have come back to our mind. And so I, lo- I love the song that we sang about peace, right? Because we need that in a time like this. And so. As we get into the message, I, I wanted to give us the opportunity to maybe start things off a little more lighthearted, okay? Um, so there's a video I want you to see, and then we will jump into it, the Shield of Faith. I haven't been here forever, since I was like a little kid or something. That's only because my parents made me come. Totally. Let's hope it's not still lame and boring. Welcome to Holy Grounds, home of the new however-you-want-it religion Frappuccino. Best Frappuccino in the world, but not of it. Can we get a second, please? Sure. And second's up. Time's over. It was a fast second. It went quick. Okay, I'm ready. Can I get a God who is mighty? But let's go easy with the demands. So easy a caveman can do it. Do <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, two for two. Yeah. Uh, shoot, he scores. All right, no problem. And, and uh, I'm going to do the same, only uh, sprinkle a little bit of forgiveness on there. Forgiveness? Ooh, can I get that too? I want that also. Yeah. Exactly what he said. <laughs> Is there anything else I can get y'all? Yeah, 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 yeah. Make mine a skinny because I want a light relationship. Totally, totally. I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, we're kind of busy. Ooh. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me right now. Hurry. I'm here. I'm already here. No. Talk, to me, talk, to me, no. talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. No. no. Well, anywhere you want to walk Busy, busy, don't busy. To gotta go. Shush, shush. Bye-bye. Anything else I can get for you? Do you have any condiments? Do you mean condemnation? <laughs> that's what he <laughs> said, frat boy. Clean out your ears. Yeah, that's too what much I whipped said. whipped cream. All right. Y'all going to want to grande size religion today? No. You watch Dude. your mouth. Wait. I mean, we don't want people thinking we're weird or Do something. Do we look weird? Flying right. feet. Ducks in a row. Does that look weird? Uh, Biceps, shoulders, Man, triceps. Work here, them all out. Nothing's this weird here? about this. Let's go find a seat in the back. Oh, Nice. They've got music, too. And it's contemporary. Nice. <laughs> If only there were a place, right? <laughs> Holy grounds, a place where you could go and order up your faith. That's not exactly how it works, right? So if we could simply go to a place and say, Okay, God, I'd like to have faith, but I'd like to have it in this particular way. And I, I want to remove all the things that are going to be difficult. I want to take away all the things that are going to take away my time. I want to take this stuff and I want to put it over here, and then I want to pick it up when I'd like to, right? But that's not how faith works. And so Paul's going to remind us in, in a little bit of a harsh word of the Galatians, but it's a word we need to hear. And so, as we move into that, I hope you're already there in Galatians, but if you're not, turn to Galatians chapter 3. And Paul, who's writing this, uh, inspired by God too, uh, the churches in Galatia. This was a region, so this wasn't like one church. This was a bunch of churches in Galatia, uh, and uh, this area was um, like some of the other areas. It was heavily influenced by pagan worship. It was uh, still in the place where um, there was still, you know, there was Judaism, and so people were confused about what is Christianity? Is it the law uh, plus faith? Is it like, well, who's this Jesus guy? I Man, I heard about what he did, but I'm really not sure. I, I mean, it sounds good, and I wanna, I wanna maybe have some faith there, but they didn't really know what it looked like, and so Paul, who, who had already given them the keys to the faith, he had already told them what it was, how to follow God, uh, has, to, has to come back and he has to offer them this word. It's a word of encouragement, although it's still a little harsh. And so Paul writes this between really 55 and 65 A.D., and he's trying to help the people understand why faith is important and what it's all about and what, how God gives us His grace. Um, and it's not about doing certain things or it's not about arranging your faith in a particular way um, so that it's pleasing to God either. And in the previous chapter, he talks about being justified by faith. Uh, and there's this big debate you know, are works more important or is faith more important? Well, they're both needed, and Paul's going to address this fact that if we really understand what faith is, we know that we're not the ones that hold it up, right? And when we walk in this place, and we've seen some of the things we have on TV this week, uh, and maybe experienced our own difficulties, um, we, we come here and we go, man, like how do we, how do we walk in faith, God? Like Sometimes I just feel like I can't do it. And Paul's, Paul's going to help us understand that God's saying, you don't have to do it on your own, okay? And so with that, here's the first point, the Spirit uh, which is essential. And Paul's going to remind them, how, how did they get to the place of having the spirit, of having faith? Well, he says this in verse 1. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. So, Paul's not super happy, right? And he he, he kind of has an attitude with different churches. And he has the right to because he helps start these churches on his missionary journeys. And so he says, who has bewitched you? Now, this question, and, and if, you are, if you think about this, uh, maybe you hear that word bewitched. It's actually only one, this, translated this one way in the Scripture. Um, <clears throat> you, you might, mine might go to other places, right? So we think of maybe that, that sitcom started in the 1960s, Bewitched, right? Or maybe you think about the movie that came out in 2005, I think it was. Uh, the same, same premise, same theme. It's about this, this witch, this character who, who comes and wants to live a normal life. In a normal world. And she wants to have a normal husband. And, uh, but she keeps coming up against these circumstances where um, she goes, I want to be normal, but I know that I'm not. And I can do something that will make this difficulty, make this suffering, make this situation better. Right? And a lot of times we wish we could do that. And so Paul here, he's saying, He's saying, Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you and if anybody says foolish in the Bible about somebody else, it's usually not good, right? He says, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. So Paul's talking to a group of people that when they hear this, they're going, wow, wow that's harsh, Paul. And, and he's going, you were there. You were there. Like, like we're reading this and going, yes, we know historically this happened and Jesus really is God. And he did what he said he did. He went to the cross for us. He raised from the dead. And Paul's going, you, you guys were there, like, yeah, your moms and dads, or like, you, if you weren't there, you knew somebody who was, and we came and we proclaimed this message to you, so what's the deal? Well, Paul's trying to push him back in this direction of holding on to the truth, so it's like the phrase that we've hold on, held on to for a long time here at this church, Philippians uh, 2, 16, holding fast to the word of life, and so how do we do that? Well, um, <laughs> Our, our deacon board was talking about that a couple of months ago, and we go, God, like, what, what direction do you want us to go? And like, we're just kind of, um, also, we thought, well, how is the church still here, you know? Being here for 200 years, and, and the thought was put out there, well, it's this key that we've been holding on to, the word of life, God and his word. And so the, the Galatians were going, yeah, yeah, it's the gospel, but it's plus other things. It's the gospel, and then there's other like, we can worship idols, and we, we can do the whole pagan thing, and, like, we can come to church when we want to. And then that whole faith thing, like, we like some of that, but then let's take away this and let's put this in there. So they were kind of mixing a lot of different things, and Paul says, Who, who's, I mean, what's the deal? Who's bewitched you? He said, you guys were there, so what's going on? And then in verse 2, he says, let me ask you only this. So he starts asking some questions, right? Anybody who's trying to help someone get to a better place, ask questions. He says, did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or hearing? By hearing with faith. And so how does the Spirit work? How is the Spirit received? Well, Paul tells him here, in this question, he's making it clear, did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith. So all these other things, because they're going, the gospel's good, yes, yes, we know belief and, and trusting in Jesus. We have that faith, but we're going to do all these other things, and like we think God's going to owe us something because we did those. And Paul's going, no, 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 that's not what it's about either. So this shield of faith that we have, the shield of faith that God gives us is going, hey, there's nothing that I could possibly do to deserve this. And that's why sometimes we fall into these traps, right? So when Satan's like the um, song was talking about, we've got these firing air, these arrows that are whistling past us and we're going like, that was close, right? Somebody should pick up the shield because um, we don't want to get hit. And then we're like, okay, let's just keep doing what we're doing, right? And then we're surprised when we get hit with those fiery darts, those arrows. And we're going, what happened? Did we have our shield up, right? Did we say, God, may we trust you with everything. And we're not trying to do this on our own. And Paul's saying, pick it back up, right? They've got the faith, but they're not relying on God and they're not sitting with him. And so it's by faith, right? Not by works of the law. All these outward signs, they're good things, right? The works that we do. We come and we gather in this place. We serve. We lead worship. We, uh, we gather, and we go out, and we do other things. We do outreach. So <clears throat> then he moves it to verse 3. He asks them another question. Are you so foolish? So, so first he calls them foolish. He asks them, who has bewitched you? And then he comes back and he says, you are. Uh, are you so foolish? Have you begun by the Spirit and now are being perfected by the flesh? Well, this is hard, right? And so this, if we're being honest, this probably happens to us from time to time. We, we're like, yes, God, thank you for what you've done. We're, we're filled with gratitude and we're walking in faith. And at some point we go, I did that, right? Or we go, man, God, you need me on the team right? We kind of get into that place, and then things start to get skewed, right? So he says, are you so foolish? Have you by the Spirit, or have you begun by the Spirit? Are you now being perfected by the flesh? So can we go from this place? Well, Paul, you know, he, he makes it clear. He goes, why would you trade in something that's not as good as something else? It's kind of like going, you got the Corvette. I think we should trade that in for the minivan, right? Yeah, Probably not too many people would do that uh, unless you got the kids. and You're like, they won't fit in the Corvette, right? So, so we got to do that, right? Uh, so when we think about that. We don't want to give away that, right? We don't. We don't want to say, yes, we're walking by faith, but you know what? There's some things that I think are better. And the church in Galatia, that area, they kept going like, yeah, but we think our way's better, right? We think reliance on ourselves is going to work out. We think making these sacrifices. I think God's going to like it when we make sacrifices, right? Well, what does the Scripture say? God desires obedience more than he desires sacrifice, right? Sacrifice isn't worth anything to him because does he need it? No, he doesn't, right? He needs our obedience and our faith. Uh, and so um, he, he continues. So he asks him that question. You're being perfected by the flesh. He wants them to think really hard, hard about this, right? And these are questions we should ask ourselves too. And in verse 4, <clears throat> he poses this idea that <laughs> Uh, why should we suffer for nothing, right? I mean, why, why would you say that you're a believer? Why would you try to walk in faith and not continue in it, all right? Uh, and so he says, <clears throat> did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? So he's saying like, man, I mean, you guys are saying you're following Jesus, right? Uh, you say that you are, you're going to live a particular way, and then you just keep convoluting it with other things, Right? And maybe for us, we're like, yeah, we're not like the Galatians. Like, they, they uh, I mean, they went to the temple, they were worshiping idols, like they were sacrificing things, and like, we don't do that, right? We come to church, like we do the right stuff, right? Uh, but, but is there something, maybe? Is there something in our life? And maybe it's just that simple element of, of pride or self-reliance, and, and, and Paul's going, God's speaking through him, he's reminding the church in Galatia, hey, look, stop trying to do it on your own, Right? when the going gets tough, you go, well, I'm just going to give up, right? But that's not what faith allows us to do. Faith allows us to, what we'll talk about in a couple of weeks, persevere. And so all these elements of the armor of God are given so that we can have strength for every day, so that we can get up and say, okay, God, I know I can't do it, but I know you can through me. So when the going gets tough, where are we going to? Are we going to him? Are we going, yes, I can persevere because Paul's asking him some tough questions, right? He's not answering them yet. He's he's asking him the questions, do you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? So John Piper wrote a book, um, Don't Waste Your Life. Um, It's a really, really great read. Uh, I would recommend it if you have any time. And he said this in the book. He said, I'm wired by nature to love the same toys that the world does. I start to fit in. I start to love what others love. I start to call earth home. Before you know it, I'm calling luxuries needs. I'm using my money just the way unbelievers do. I begin to forget the war. I don't think much about people perishing, missions, unreached people, drop out of my mind. I stop dreaming about the triumphs of grace. I sink into a secular mindset that looks first to what man can do, not what God can do. It's a terrible sickness, and I thank God for those who have forced me again and again toward a wartime mindset. And I love that he says that at the end, that wartime mindset. Because where are we, right? I mean, we, you know, we look, we look around, we turn on the news, we see things going on in other countries. And I, I love what Megan said, because it's, it's getting really hard, right? To be like, we're okay. Everything's okay. Don't turn on the TV. Don't go outside, right? Be- because it's becoming really, really clear. Everything's not okay, right? Well, newsflash, it was never okay. <laughs> but we just get good at like hiding from the difficulty, right? And then when it comes crashing in, we're, we have to go, how are we really living, right? I mean, how are we, how are we pursuing God wholeheartedly, are we? Uh, because those things tend to reveal that, okay? And so we need this. And, and looking at this shield of faith, uh, we, we want to look at this idea, too, of um, all the nations being blessed. So we, we've talked a lot about uh, these questions that Paul's asking the church, and, and how do we get to that place, and what does it really mean? Because the church at that time thought being, having faith and being blessed was was walking in, in ways that were luxurious, were living a lifestyle that never encountered any difficulty, and if you did, like, don't tell anybody because like, that means God doesn't love you, right? Well, that's not how it works, and that's not how faith works either, so we all encounter that. And I love that Piper said, hey... we." I'm glad that people are in my life that keep reminding me, right? So sometimes it's uncomfortable, but we need somebody to say, hey, um, you're in a war, right? Because we are, right? Until we stand in front of Jesus, we're in a war, okay? And so here's the second fill-in-blank, the law. So we have the Spirit, we have the law, and the shield of faith, and understanding what it is. If you remember, we took a look at um, the book of Psalms, and so we, we looked at a passage that was all about that shield right we looked at different shields um, you identified those and in this shield of faith we have to understand what what is the law what is it not why was it given and so Paul talks about that because there's a lot of confusion going on in the church in Galatia he asks some of those questions do you really understand what faith is how are you living and then in verse five he says does he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith So how did God supply the Spirit? If you look to the book of Acts, right in the beginning of the book of Acts, and we see that the Holy Spirit falls after the people of God hear the gospel. They hear it, and they believe, and God gives the Spirit. What comes with that? Power, right? And so they didn't accomplish that. They, They weren't given that because they were like, we followed the entire law perfectly, right? Which you can't do. Which is one of the things that Paul's trying to push them in the direction. He goes, Look, you can keep trying to do that. Some of you are going to do a better job than others, and then you're going to get prideful and you're going to go, I'm great. Instead of just going, God gave us the perfect standard because He desires holiness, right? And in the law, we see that, but we go, God, we're so thankful that You have fulfilled all of that, right? That we don't have to be perfect, right? And so they received. The Spirit, and he says, Does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Like, there's nothing that we can accomplish that's things that God does by just working hard enough, right? Uh, By putting enough effort into it. He he wants us to work hard for him, right? He wants us to share our faith. He wants us to do many of those things, but in them, we don't justify ourselves, right? We're not given the Spirit because of that. He gives that to us so that we can have faith. And then in verse 6, he's going to point this back to the Old Testament. I love this because uh, Matt was talking about the correlation uh, between the Old and the New Testament. And when you read things in the Old Testament, you're going like, oh, hey, I think I know what he was talking about there in the New Testament, right? And so um, instead of these just being two separate books, this is one book, right? The Word of God that relates together, that helps us understand. So Paul, in the same way, he's talking to the church in Galatia, which were made up of a lot of Gentiles, more Gentiles, which were just people who weren't Jewish um, than uh, the Jewish people. So he's going to have to explain some things, right? Uh, In verse 6, he says, just as Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. So it's going to get really confusing, right? So I'm going to try to break this down as, as short as possible. Um, but he says, Just as Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. So God, who exists outside of time, who sends Jesus to pay for the penalty of sin, right? We believe that. He lived that sinless life. He died on the cross. He was raised from the dead so that we could have eternal life. We believe that. That's what having faith in God is. And then he goes back to Abraham, and he's, like, he's going to this place where the, the law wasn't even present yet. And he's going, That guy... Who God chose had faith, and because of that faith, God said, "I'm going to make you father of many nations." You don't believe he had faith? Well, you remember the story. He got really, really old, and him and his wife they they were like, "Oh, we don't have any kids. I guess we're never going to have kids." Then God was like, "You're going to have a kid." They're like, "What? That's crazy, right? We're too old." And then God gives them a child, and then God does something that it, you read it on the page of the Bible and you're like, that, that didn't seem right, right? He goes, hey, I want you to sacrifice that one, that son that I gave you in old age. And what, is, what does Abraham do? He goes, okay, right? And then when I read that, I'm going, I'm glad God didn't ask me, right? That would be <laughs> impossible, right? An impossible decision. But yet Abraham, who's the father of our faith, who God chose, he was able to do that, and that's why Paul says, he says, just as Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteous, he believed that God would do what he said he was going to do. Well, how did he do that? It says in verse 7, know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. Do so you want know that song? Huh, Father Abraham, right? He had many sons. I'm one of them. So are you. So let's all praise the Lord, right? I think that's how it goes. Uh, And so we we think about that. We are directly related to that individual, not by blood necessarily, not by ethnicity, but by walking in faith. And God provides that to us. He said, we're a part of this family. And then in verse 8, he says, In the the Scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. And so this is difficult, right? So we have to understand that God, who exists outside of time, is interacting with Abraham, knowing that he's going to send Jesus, after the law comes, by the way, to go and die on the cross and be the fulfillment of the law. And he's telling Abraham, hey, you're going to be the father of many nations. He's like, what? I don't even have kids, man. I don't even have kids. Like, I'm going to be the father of many nations. But yet he believed God. And so uh, I just have to wonder, like, when we, like what Paul's saying, when we heard the gospel for the first time and we, and we responded to it, we became a part of this family of faith, and now these things that like, just seemed impossible for us, right? What, I mean, having eternal life, being with God in heaven forever, that sounded crazy before, right? Or we came from this place where we thought that doing enough good things would get us in right standing with God. And Paul's saying, that's not true either, right? And so he says, just like Abraham... A guy who was all the way <laughs> at the beginning right he 's this guy that God picked out, he believed, and he had faith, and he was justified and This quote uh, comes from genesis twelve three where it says, "I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you, I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed and so in verse eight this word these set of words here for preach the gospel beforehand is this long word in the In the Greek, the proangelizosumia. That's not pronounced right, I'm sure, but that's what it is, right? So uh, it just means to announce glad tidings before. And so as we think about announcing glad tidings before, I wonder where I've seen that before. Well, it reminds us of some angels showing up to some shepherds. They said, hey, don't be scared. Behold, we bring you good tidings, great joy. For all people, right? And it was that same blessing that God was talking to Abraham about when he said, hey, I'm going to bless many nations through you. I'm going to bless all nations through you. And that same promise, the same word that's used here relates directly to that. And then he says the, the nations, right? So the nations be blessed. So we have this uh, preaching the gospel beforehand to Abraham, and Abraham, he, he, he believes, right? And this continuation of faith is taking place. And then we get this word nations, right? This word in the Greek is ethnos, just means people groups or tribes. And so if we, if we didn't know through Abraham, who was w- part of one people group, and God primarily worked in the Old Testament through um, his people, the Hebrew people, although he, he also um, reached out and extended grace to other nations and told them, hey, follow the one true God, right? Now we know most of the time they did not do that, right? And they fell and they perished. But God said to Abraham, hey, I'm going to bless all these nations, and now we get to see the fruit of that, right? Can you imagine how Abraham felt when he was, as, as Paul's telling the church in Galatia, remember this guy, and oh yeah, there was that guy, and, like he didn't have any kids, and now he, he had a kid, and God sent him to bless many nations. Imagine yourself in that situation, not knowing anything that you did, not being able to see the entirety of Scripture going, I believe because God told me, right? Now that's faith, isn't it? And so, how many more elements uh, does God give us in the, the full canon of Scripture to understand his purposes, right? A lot of time we complain and we go, God, I just wish, you know, I wish you'd just like show me something miraculous and then I would believe, right? But what has he done throughout all of time, throughout all of history, throughout all these people who have come before us? He's laid out the plan and he's going, here it all is. All you have to do is believe and have faith. And this word here for blessed, we've seen it a couple of times in this passage. It's only found one other place in the book of Acts. In chapter 3, verse 25, it says, You are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant that God made with your fathers, saying to Abraham, And you, in your offspring, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So isn't it interesting, Paul uses the word that's used in the book of Acts that's talking about promise that was given to Abraham that's now been fulfilled. And as Paul brings all these things back together and he says, you need to ask yourself these important questions. You need to understand how you received God and that you have the Spirit inside of you and that the law, while the law was given to give a perfect standard, it really points us towards what Jesus has done for us on the cross and the shield of faith. Like we, I feel like we come to it sometimes and we treat it like the law, right? Like we, we pick it up like some little kid trying to pick up a giant shield and we go, if I could just get this shield up, then I would be I would be protected from the enemy, but I can't lift it, right? So what are we doing? <laughs> We're saying, that shield, it's really not what it actually is. If we, if we know what the shield of faith is, and we go, oh man, it's so light, right? It's easy to pick up. It's easy to, oh wait a minute, I don't even have to hold it. Just say, God, thank you for the shield that you've given me. Thank you for protecting me from the enemy. And we should, we should think about that more often because it's difficult, right? We don't do it on our own. In fact, we don't, we don't do this on our own at all, right? We may try to rely on other people too, and that doesn't get us anywhere. And so where do we want to end it? Well, the blessed. And that's the last fill in the blank, the blessed. <clears throat> so the spirit and the law and the blessed and the shield of faith. Seeing that really all people have been blessed throughout time because of what took place all those years ago and throughout all of that. Yeah, God had a people. He brought the law. Jesus came and died for our sins and became the fulfillment of all of that. And now we get to be the beneficiaries of seeing that. And instead of, I think, when we, when we get into these situations and we see the craziness in the world going, God, like, why is everything going so crazy? We should go, God, what I need to do is just trust in you daily. And I love that there were elements of that throughout the service, too. We just, you know, we talked about that. We sang about that. Let's just take it one day at a time, right? Because when we when we don't and we start going like, but what if this happens? But what if this happens? Or man, we just get worried and we just start dropping off our armor and saying, uh, is it about my own anxiety? Is it about my own fear? Is it about my own mistrust of God? Or about my reliance on myself or other people? Or is it about God and his ability to sustain me because that's what it should be about. And Paul reminds them, in any, at least in our section today, we'll close it out with verse 9. It says, So then, those who are of faith are blessed, along with Abraham, the man of faith. Now, <clears throat> maybe you've read that before, and maybe you've seen that, and you're like, I am, I am blessed. I mean, like, things are going well. Like, I've got the coffee mug. The bumper sticker, you know, it says hashtag blessed or whatever you have. And it's okay if you have that, but maybe, maybe we just need to redefine it a little bit. Maybe when we read this, we need to understand what he's saying. When he's referenced here, how, how are we living? He's talked about those things. Are we saved by the Spirit? Are we, are we cared for by God? Uh, do we understand what the law really is, that Jesus has fulfilled that? and the shield of faith, we don't just have to like, God, oh, this is crushing shield, I can't hold up because we don't have to. And then we see this word here, the blessed. Because sometimes we don't feel like it, right? We don't feel like pulling out the coffee mug. Today, do not feel, not feeling so blessed. But yet, we still are. And so this word here for blessed, it's similar to the other word that we read. It's just a little shorter because it's not a phrase in the Greek. It's just a singular word, blessed. Eulogio. It means to consecrate, celebrate, or give praise. And yeah, I think I've heard that word before. Yeah, it's where we get a word for eulogy. Aren't those used at funerals? Yeah. So wait a minute. God, who gave the blessing, who said to, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the eulogio." Did uh, did Abraham even really know? I mean, what he was receiving at the time? Well, he he did, and he believed. And he goes, "And I know this isn't gonna be easy, right? Having a child in old age, and then so we're gonna get all these, you know, these many people are gonna come. We're gonna, we're gonna bless the nations because you're gonna be with me. We're gonna have faith." And and Paul says he tells them about what it is. He says, "So then, those who are of faith are blessed, along with Abraham." the man of faith. So to consecrate, to celebrate, or give praise. And that's in any circumstance, right? So we're blessed no matter what's taking place circumstantially, right? Because Paul didn't go to the church and he goes, man, you guys, you got some things that are you know, messed up and not quite right. Don't worry about that. Keep believing in whatever you want. Um, It'll work out. Um, No, let me tell you what really is walking in faith, and it's definitely not easy. And when he says blessed, they all knew what that meant right? They were going like, blessed, yes, everything's going to go perfect. Uh, nothing is ever going to go bad. Um, everybody I love is going to be, you know, healthy, and we're always going to have money, and um, things are going to be perfect. No, that's not what he's saying. He's saying, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. And we've heard that song before, right? And we've, we've, we've sung it, and like we've sung with the kids, like, Father Abraham, have many sons. Many sons said, Father Abraham, I'm one of them. So are you. Let's all praise the Lord, right? But when we sing that, maybe, right? It's a fun song, but maybe we should think of what the real blessing is. That it's not about a life that as we walk through this difficulty, as we see the craziness that's going on around us. And yes, we are thankful, right? Because I think here, in our context, in our culture, in our country, we've been afforded a lot of graces that other people haven't, right? So we don't want to take those for granted, but we also have to go... If something like that happened, then we can't go. We're not blessed, right? Because God must not care about us if difficult things are happening. I mean, what do you think about the church in Afghanistan, right? Um, what do you think about the people who are in those places? Who are who are? Go- are they going like, man, God? If you could just give us, you know, a bigger house or like nicer stuff or like maybe if we could live a certain way and not have to worry about like people being mean to us because we have faith? No, they're going. We're blessed, right? Now, it may be more difficult circumstantially, but when they hear that word, when they see the word that was written to the church in Galatia by Paul, who is going, who has bewitched you? Who's confused you about all this stuff? Because here's what faith really is. And Paul was a guy who, what happened to him? Well, most places he went, people didn't like him. He got beat up so many times, you probably couldn't even count. He got thrown out of a city, people beating him so bad they thought he was dead, right? And then he says, we're blessed, right? So no matter what you experience, no matter what you go through, the shield of faith. I think it's, a, it's an element that we forget about a lot of the time, right? And then we, we just try to pick up or we try to like mold it to what we want and then we can't pick it up because we can't pick it up under that weight, right? But yet God, he's given it to us and he holds it up. And I love the quiet time this week and so I'll, um, I'll end with this in just a little illustration. Uh, Titus 3 verses 5 through 7 Um, I stopped on this for a while this week. I hope you did. It says, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that being justified by His grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Now, Paul said that to Titus, at a church that was not in such a great situation too on the island of Crete. Um, and if you look at the beginning of Titus, he, he talks to them, he goes, even their own people in Crete, the, they're saying, oh, they're, they're lazy gluttons. They're not very nice. They're really bad people. They treat each other poorly. And then he tells Titus this. He encompasses the gospel. What have we been given? Well, this washing of regeneration by the renewal of the Holy Spirit that's present with us always. And that's why we're blessed not because of anything else. Um, and I hope that maybe we keep that perspective, like moving, <laughs> moving throughout life and knowing that, hey, someone's gonna give me a blessing. Like when I'm, I'm gone, they're gonna come, they're gonna give that eulogy, the blessing. Um, and I hope that it would be one that when we look at this word, we go, yeah, I, I lived a life of faith. I lived a life that really believed what the blessing was. I'm not circumstantial, not molding it to what I wanted it to, uh, not turning it into something that it's not, but having that shield of faith a part of these elements of the armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, sandals of the gospel of peace, the sword of the Spirit, the shield of faith, right? And we can't do it without any of these elements. We can't forget them. And so I just want to encourage you, maybe, maybe you struggle in that area. Maybe it's hard for you just to go, I don't know if I can do that. Like every morning, just start with once a week. I mean, get up, start your week right. Say, God, I need your help. Because the truth is we can't do it without him. I'll close with this. There was a group of uh, some young men that were asked what faith was, three individuals. And one of them said this about faith. Well, faith is taking hold of God. Another said, faith is holding on to God. The last one said, faith is not letting go. And so for us today, maybe, maybe just the step you need to take is just just going. I can't, I can't let go, right? I'm not going to let go. And God's seen, seen me through this. He's going to get me through the rest of it. And So that's the place that I hope we rest in this. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you're here today and you've like, you're like, man, the shield of faith. It's a little more complicated than I thought. The faith following God, maybe it is. But the truth is that, like what Paul said to Titus the church in Crete, he said, look, we've been given... Everything, right? Uh, we've been given this gospel that Jesus came, that He lived a sinless life, that He died on the cross, and then we were given the Spirit, and then we believe. The Bible tells us that if we would do these things, and that we would have eternal life. And so, uh, maybe you're here today, maybe you're online, and you're listening to this, and I just you're like, ah, I just maybe it's clicked for you, right? Well, that's the Spirit saying it's time to have faith, right? It's time to believe. And So I just want to give you that opportunity. I'll be here afterwards, or reach out to us um, online if you are there, if you'd like to talk about that further. Uh, Let me pray for us, and we'll close. Uh, Father, we come to this place, and we don't want to be like uh, the church in Galatia. God, we don't want to uh, be in a place where we think that we can mold faith to what we want it to be. Um, God, we we don't want to be in this place where we we feel like if we could just add some things that, that you would love us, um, God, I pray that as we looked at these ideas, the spirit, the law, and being blessed, that um, we would understand where all of life comes from, uh, the, the blessing, the spirit that you give us um, through the belief. Um, God, that we would understand the law, that it's not about trying to pick up this shield that we can't hold the weight of. Um, God, we know you've fulfilled everything in that. Uh, we're glad that, that we could look back, like what Paul said to Abraham before the law even came, uh, and, and be able to see that there was a blessing coming, and even Abraham could believe that. And God, that all the nations, all peoples have been given this opportunity to be blessed. Um, God, I pray that if there's anybody here or there's anybody uh, online uh, who's listening, who's heard this, um, that maybe they would take that next step of putting their faith and trust in you and what you have done for them. I pray that uh, for those in the room who are believers, uh, for a short time or for a long time, um, we know we've all experienced difficulties. Uh, we pray that you would help us to understand what the shield of faith is all about. Um, The faith that you give us. Help us to know that you also desire us to do good works, to do things that honor you. Um, Those things uh, that we should be doing on a regular basis, but know that, help us to know that uh, none of those things justify us. None of those things make us better than anybody else. Um, God, we we put all this um, at your feet, uh, and we love you, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Uh, love you, church. Um, hope you have a good Sunday. And uh, remember, the quiet time books are on the table